Hallelujah. God's so good to us. And I'm just thankful and good to see you in the house of the Lord. One verse of scripture while you're standing, Deuteronomy 4 and 29. The Lord speaking to his people said, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If. A lot of people will stop right there and say, Well, if you seek the Lord, you'll find him. But the Lord said, uh, Let me make a clarification. If you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. So this morning we're going to talk about finding God. How about that? That'd be good. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you this morning. And we are thankful that we can find you. And we can come into your presence, into your, your house and find you. Lord, let our efforts today be wholehearted as we listen, as we learn, and as we seek. God, we're going to praise you for all these things in Jesus' name. And Everyone just said amen again. Let it be, Lord. Give that Lord a hand clap and a shout for his word. God's good. God's good. You can be seated. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord this morning. Yep. Uh, that water fountain behind me is going to drive me crazy. You know, seeking God is a, is a given, I think. Uh, people don't just come to church for any reason. They want something. They're looking for an answer. So they're seeking. They're trying to find what's been missing. Uh, you know, we talk to people and preach to people all the time that are in that situation. Uh, I've tried this. I've tried that. And, you know, I just, uh, I, I just don't seem to ever have any joy or any peace. I'm just not happy with where I've wound up. And I'm just trying to uh, feel the void in my life. I'm seeking for something. And, and seeking's good, but finding's better. Some people say, well, I'm in it for the thrill of the hunt. Well, the thrill of the hunt gets old if you never find nothing. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, uh, I enjoy hunting. And there are days that I have went and sat six hours in the woods sometimes and not seen a single thing that I was looking for, uh, other things, nature, different animal stuff. And, I, and I've told people, I said, but, you know, I, I really enjoyed today. It was beautiful. It was peaceful. But I carried a gun with me for a reason, not for protection, but for hunting. I wanted something. I was seeking after something. And uh, there was years ago when I first started hunting, I saw a little sign that said, deer tracks make mighty thin soup. And uh, I said, yeah, you know, uh, I, it'd be something to have. You know, the Lord kind of rebuked the people one time. He said, you, you seek a sign. This generation is seeking a sign. And so uh, when you hunt, you look for sign because that tells you there's something in the area. And so you look for tracks. You look for scrapes on the trees. You look for different things and a food source, all these things. And you think, man, I got all this sign out here. Well, have you killed anything? No. Well, why not? Because I never go hunting. I just see all the sign. I know they're there, but I never take anything because I don't actually go sit. I just 
uh, I, I walk out there maybe every once in a while and I'll see a few more signs, but I'm walking around, trampsing around, and I really never kill anything because I just uh, walk around looking at sign. Oh, yeah, I got pictures of trees that are rubbed. Where's the deer at? Well, I, I don't spend time. And that's the way it is sometimes in our, in our walk with God and in this search is that people come in and they see a lot of sign, but they... And they you know, get excited about sign. They, when you see people jump up and shout, well, that's some sign that God's moving here. The people running, worshiping. There's a little sign. You hear about a miracle. There's another sign. But I don't want to just enjoy all the signage of God. I want to find God. Because, you know, uh, if I'm riding down the road and I see a sign, I'm hungry and I see a sign that says food, this exit, but I just keep on driving. The sign don't feed you. I'm still hungry. If I drive by the, I'm, if I don't get off the exit, if I don't go in, if I don't pay the price, I don't get nothing. And uh, the Lord said right here, He said, "Look." And, and in the context of this, this is what I love about this scripture is that the context of Deuteronomy four, He's uh, letting Israel know uh, you're headed for trouble. You're going to get into uh, serving other gods and idols and things like that, and you're going to be so far away from Me. He said, "But even." If from that spot in your life, if you're even in that place where you're not even close to me, if you will seek me, you will find me. If you seek me with all of your heart and with all of your soul. God said, I got a way for you to have what you need. I've got a way for you to have what you're looking for. But uh, it's not just going to be in the seeking. It's going to be in the finding. Because... Uh, you can get excited and, and, and get the thrill in the seek, but you're going to get the satisfaction and the fulfillment in the finding. You know, I, I, listen, nobody, I, I've never been fulfilled just from shouting. I've been tired and I've been sweaty from shouting. I've had leg cramps from shouting. You know, I, I know what it's like to be exhausted from a service, but the 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 joy and the peace and the uh, the fulfillment didn't come from the running. It come from the presence. It come from the the infilling. It come from the Spirit of God, the that dwelling place. It come from from uh, uh, getting in His presence. And, and coming onto his property, you know, we, we talk about it. It's, it's about him when we get here. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And that's why before every service, I'm like, let's lift our hands and just start thanking the Lord. Because, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to stand outside the gate while service is going on. I want to get, so I enter into his gate with thanksgiving. And then I come on into the courts with praise. And, and that's why we start praising. Because I want to get in there to where he's at. I want, to, I want to find the Lord. I don't want to just seek God. I want to find Him. Uh, seeking can be frustrating. When, you're, when you know you need something, you're seeking for it. It's very frustrating when you can't find it. Our, the youth of our organization, our youth leaders, uh, were, have been very frustrated as NAYC, this big national convention is coming up because they're seeking rooms, but they ain't finding them. And it's very frustrating when you want a room in walking distance to the venue, but you get a room 45 minutes away. 
you're, you're seeking. There's going to be a lot of frustration in seeking. Uh, but you're never going to find if you don't. But you're never going to find if you don't put some effort in it. You can't just, well, maybe I'll get on there and see. Well, let me tell you, people that was getting them rooms, well, they, they had the computer pulled up an hour before it went online, refreshing every five minutes, refresh, refresh, waiting for that little sign to pop up, register now. And then all of a sudden it, it crashed because so many people were trying to get it. So there's a lot of people frustrated with seeking. Even though you know, man, if I, if I get that room, Oh, you know, just, it, it was amazing the difference between the two people that you would read on Facebook because the people that didn't get their rooms, nothing but complaints. But then people that got the rooms, glory to God, favor, just, you know, just going on about how, you know, it, and, and, and then, but then it was funny because after the first time, because a lot of, it crashed and a lot of people didn't get rooms, they just wiped everybody's reservation and said, we'll do it again in a couple of weeks. I had a room in walking distance, and they canceled it. Oh, yeah, so that seeking, it can, can be tough. It's the finding where the fulfillment comes. And, and that's, you know, people, people are seekers. It's uh, seeking cures. You know, we got medical people there. They're looking for cures. They're seeking for cures, answers, truth, seeking new things to fix them. They, they, they want to, you know, we got shows, myth busters. They, people trying to seek, they're seeking to prove or disprove a myth. You got shows about Bigfoot because they're they trying to prove whether Bigfoot, that's so crazy, you know, Bigfoot out there. But, you know, but people, that, people buy into it, so they're seeking. They, for some reason, they spend their times out in the woods and thinking they hear something, seeking the Loch Ness Monster, seeking aliens, seeking life on other planets, life in the bottom, seeking, seeking, always, never, never happy, never truly satisfied because they're always seeking. Treasure hunters, always seeking, looking. Uh, if I can just find that treasure, it'll take care of everything. But, but you know, until you find it, you just you just paying out, but you ain't getting nothing back. And, and, and uh, the thing is, is they're not seeking what they really need. They need the Lord. And that's why the Lord he even told the woman at the well, he said, you know, you can come back seeking uh, to quench your thirst at this well. You'll draw from it every day, seeking to quench your thirst. But he said, you'll always come back because it'll never truly satisfy you. But if you'll get the, the water, this living water that I give, Oh, it, it'll take care of you. You'll thirst no more. It'll, you'll be fulfilled when you find what you're looking for. The, the sad thing is, is a lot of people's theme song is that U2 song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they're still searching, seeking. And, and while I now still seek to be closer to God and to learn more about God, but oh, I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I have sought him and Many times we talk about people seeking the Holy Ghost, and uh, and uh, you're not going to just seek that half-heartedly and and it, and it come on you. It's something you've got to really want. You've got to believe in Him and believe that He is and He's a rewarder. You've got to believe in the Lord, and 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 He'll fill you because it's a promise. But the Lord said it: you can seek Me and find Me. I, I'm not unfindable, but I do have a condition here. You will have to seek me with your whole heart 
and with your soul. It's got to be a, a wholehearted thing. This is what I need you to do because, again, just to drive this point home, the fulfillment doesn't come from the seeking. There's a lot of emotion that gets stirred up in seeking. You know, the, like I say, the excitement, the thrill, the, the hope that's in the seeking. But, you know, that's, that's diminished if you never find. It, over time, you will stop seeking if you don't find. And that's why you see a lot of people get frustrated in their walk with God. And it's not because God's not findable. It's not because he's not approachable. He said, you can come boldly before my throne. You can get into my presence. You can, you can find me. Uh, but there's so many people that uh, their idea of wholehearted uh, search is not, you know, really wholehearted. It's, um, you know, uh, we've got to seek him with our heart. With our, so that, that ties into the, great, the first and great commandment that we would love the Lord our God with all our heart with all our soul, with all our strength. So, number one, uh, if you're going to really seek him with all your heart, that means it's because you have learned that you are in love with him, that you love God, and you want to be better, and you want things to change in your life. So I, I want to find him and, and, and find what he's got for me, and, and, and I, I want what God's got for me. God's got plans for us. Just like he told Israel in that uh, in Deuteronomy 4, but he also, um, he, in a very similar form, he, he talked to them. We love, you know, Jeremiah 29. That's a, a great uh, scripture, you know, that 29 11 that we do. But, but when God's talking to them, you, we, we always quote just 11. Well, God knows, the, you know, he's got things he thinks toward me, peace, not evil, give me unexpected end. We think about that. But God's talking to a people that were in captivity. And in Jeremiah 29 and 10, the Lord said, after 70 years, now this 70 years was Israel's captivity in Babylon. They were going to spend 70 years in captivity. And he said, after that's accomplished, I'm going to visit you. I'm going to perform my good word toward you, and I'm going to cause you to return to this place, back to your land. Because I know the thoughts I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. And then you should call upon me, and you should go and pray unto me, and I will hearken to you. But then listen, here we go again. And you shall seek me and find me when, there's a condition there, when you shall search for me with all your heart. He said, I will bring you out of captivity. I will bring you out of bondage. And, uh, but that's not going to be enough. Once you're out of that, you're going to need something to sustain you. You're going to need something. Uh, you're going to need somebody to call on. You're going to need a provider. You're going to need a healer. You're going to need a deliverer and a savior because it's not a one-time. I'll get you out of captivity. I'll set you free. I'll, I'll get, the, get that off of you. But if you're going to stay in that condition, if you're going to stay the way that uh, you are when I call you out of that place, when I put you into a promised place, if you're going to stay that way, then you're going to have to seek me. And not just seek me, but you're going to have to find me. But you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. And, the, and if we were really honest with ourselves, we expect God's grace to make up for our lack of wholehearted searching. That was a big pill to swallow, I know. But, but it's true. We know that his mercy and grace is so undescribable. 
that, uh, that but, but it, that's what got them out of Babylon is mercy and grace. But he said, now, and he's still going to be gracious and merciful and give them because he's long-suffering. He gives you time to get it right. But we just expect for his grace and mercy and that great love he has for us to make up for our lack of doing anything. You hear that pin drop? Did y'all hear that? Well, I don't like that, Pastor. I'm not wearing steel-toed boots today. You get off my toes. But it's the truth. Is that, and hey, it's something that I've learned. I was like, man, God loves me so much. He won't care if I just take a few days off. Oh, man, come on. It's, uh, you know, God does love us incredibly. Oh, it's It's amazing. Uh, that love and that mercy has for us, but but I cannot expect him to just clear me in my laziness. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm glad y'all don't have no tomatoes to be throwing at me. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm, but I'm, I'm trying to help you here because you're going to burn out on seeking. You're going to be replenished in the finding. You hear what I'm saying? It is, it, that's where it's in his presence where there's fullness of joy. It's the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Uh, now, I feel that. Mm, I feel that this morning. And the Lord is like, well, oh, I tell you, I, I really love all these seekers. But listen, God wants you to find him. It is his desire for us to seek him. But, oh, he longs for us to find him. He wants us to come into that place, into that holy place. He, he, you know, the Lord, he told, he, he prayed and wept over the, his people in his city. He said, oh, he said, how I would have gathered you under my wings and, and covered you, you know, but, but you didn't know the time of your visitation. You were seeking signs. You were seeking, seeking, but you'd never find him because you couldn't see what was right in front of you. You just, because you didn't seek the Lord with the whole heart. And he said, I would have covered you, protected you. The things that belong to your peace, you'll never realize because you just would not. And that's the problem is a lot of us just will not. We've got to be serious about seeking. It's got to be wholehearted. It's got to be I'm seeking God with my whole heart, with all of my soul, with all that is within me, I am seeking the Lord. And, and that is still the plan. You know, you're talking about Israel and they were under the law and they, you know, well, they had, a, a, had a big rock plate with commandments stamped on it that they had to follow. But we're under grace and mercy. And they, Well, uh, here's what Paul said the Lord thinks about us all right now. In Acts 17, when he was uh, passing by all the monuments and he saw the one to the unknown God, he, he starts a little sermon. And then 1724, he said, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, he does not dwell in the temple made with hands. And he's not worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. He gives to all life and breath and all things. And he is made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. He's determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. 
that they should seek the Lord everywhere. You don't care who they are, what they look like, what their language is. All over the face of the earth that they all should seek the Lord if happily or if with hope they might feel after him and find him. Though he be not far from every one of us. Now the Lord's, he's, he's omnipotent. You can't get away from his presence. He's everywhere. He's here. He's, he's when you walk out the door, he's, you know, he's, he, there's not one space anywhere that he doesn't feel. He's there. But we're going to find him. We got to feel after him. We got to be seeking him. We got to be trying, you know, we got to be looking for him. We got to search for him with our whole heart. And, and he said, I want you to find me. The whole, that's why he said in Isaiah, you know, look unto me, all ends of the earth, and be saved. For I am the Lord, and there is none else. There's no other Savior. There's no other God. It's just me. I, I, I'm, I'm the only one that matters. And I want you to find me. I want to reason with you and wash your sins from you. And, and I want you to find me. But I can't find him with this half-hearted seeking. I don't want to be uh, burnt out and frustrated because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeking, but, you know, but really not with everything I've got. You know, there, there's a, a fire that, that, that lights in you when you when you realize, man, God's after, God's there. I remember, oh, I remember uh, what it was like in the beginning. I remember what it was like that that night when when the light came on and and I knew that God was saying, "Hey, I see you, and I know you, and I want you," and oh, I wanted Him, and so I was praying. I didn't know what, what praying was really, but I was I was praying. Or talking, or I was doing something. I was communicating. I was expressing myself. I was crying out to God. I was whatever it took, and, uh, but it was with my whole heart. And God began to change my life. Things began to happen that I things that I had tried to fix on my own for years that were not getting fixed. But all of a sudden, they're getting fixed because I found Him. And so I prayed and I sought Him, and and I didn't know, man. I, I, yeah, it, I was young in the church. I didn't know nothing about church. I didn't know nothing about fasting or any of that stuff. I had heard people talk about it really. So I, I like to seem smart, so I don't, I don't, I won't ask questions. I'll just pick up on things. So I'll say, let me see what the Bible says about fasting. And, you know, okay, anoint your head. So, man, I'd get oil every morning, throw oil on top of my head, on, wash my face, and, and uh, I wouldn't tell nobody I was fasting or doing anything. I would just fast and pray and seek God. But I'm going to tell you, God would wake me up in the middle of the night. The room would be like electricity. I'd be praying sometimes and someone would just snatch me, just like somebody grabbed me by the shoulders and jerked me back. And, 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 and God was, I heard the voice of God. And, and, and there were dreams and, it was, and all this stuff. But, it, but, but that don't come from just wanting it. You've got to seek God with your whole heart. And, and, and we talk about... We talk about, uh, you know, oh, I, man, I remember uh, my grandmother and our elders talking about revivals and people and signs and miracles and wonders and, uh, and the things they, they went through and, and God was just moving in all their services and, and, and things were happening. 
And it's because God was everything to them. You know, that generation that came up through the Great Depression and, and through World War II and, and those different wars and the way the country was at that time, there was so much going on that church was it for them. And praying and fasting and seeking God was it for them. And when they would get together five and six and seven weeks in a row, I ain't talking about days, weeks of getting off work, getting the kids together, running to the house of God, somebody banging on an old piano or maybe under a brush arbor somewhere and people just wailing and crying and seeking God and, and cancers being healed and blinded eyes being opened and, and people's getting filled with the Holy Ghost and, and, and they just, oh, you could, you know, the glory of God was settling in the place and we were just seeing all these angels in the place just going on. But that's because they didn't try to replace that with anything else. But, but we've got so many options now. And, and it's not that even the options are all that bad until they start taking the place of seeking God. You know, I, man, I tell you, I love uh, podcasts. I love things like that. I, I love uh, Bible apps. And, and I love all the things that we can, that can enhance our time and study and stuff like that. But, but I can't let those kind of things take the place of seeking God. You know, I, I can't say, well, uh, well, you know, well, I ain't got really got time to pray today and I can't fast this week, but I'll, I'll just listen to an extra podcast. You know, and that, that might get in your head, but it ain't in your heart. The thing is, is we can, we, we can think a lot, but it's, it's got to come out of here got to come out of the heart. I know it, it's not just the organ that's pumping blood. I know when he talks about the heart, it's not that organ, but, but you know what I mean. It's, it's not just in my thoughts, in my emotions and things like that. I've got to search it with my heart. And I can't just go by, oh, well, I can, what I know in my head, I can quote and things like that. I've got to actually do what the scripture says to do. And God said, I am findable. And when you find me, it's going to take care of everything. Oh, man, you know that, that guy you read in Matthew, the, the, uh, the, the pearl merchant? He's always seeking goodly pearls. He, he's not just seeking for what they can get. He, he's looking for the best pearls, best pearls. Well, all of a sudden, he finds the pearl of great price because he was always seeking, always searching, and finally he found the one that because of his efforts, and it paid off. And it would now supply every need. I can let everything else go by the wayside because this right here will take care of it all. I can retire from all them other little pearls because I've got the pearl of great price. And, and you realize when you find him through that search, you, there's all that other stuff. It'll just go, you can just let it go. And you realize I don't even really miss it because I found him. All the things that I thought were my identity in the world and the things I thought made me somebody in the world and the, the things I thought I couldn't, I mean, the, I used to think I couldn't live without, I realized I don't even really miss them because God has, I found God and, and it's just filled every void, it's taken care of every need, it's, uh, it's everything that I want is there. I, I don't need to look for anything else and, and the Lord is telling his people in, in the Old Testament, he's telling us in the New Testament, look, it is my plan for people to seek me, but not just seek me, but to find me. Yes. 
He said, they can find me. God is approachable. And God is findable. And God, we, we can know God. No, yeah, I know his ways are higher than my ways. And I know that there are things that he does that, that I can't grasp. I, I get that. But the Bible says that I can know him. And I can know his ways. He was uh, upset about Israel because they've seen my works. They, they know what I can do, but they have not known my ways. And his ways are in his word. And, and so if I'm going to find God, I'm going to find him in his word. Because in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. I, he is his word. The word made flesh and dwelt among us. I, I'm going to grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord. But, but I'm not going to grow if I'm not seeking him. I'm not going to learn if I'm not seeking him. And I'm never going to find him if I'm not seeking him with my whole heart. You know, memorization of scripture is awesome, but if you're just doing it so you can impress people with your scripture knowledge, then it's fruitless. But when you are searching the scripture, you know, uh, Paul told Timothy, he said, from a child you've known the scriptures that make you wise unto salvation. You know there's something in those scriptures, Timothy. You know what's in there, and it's, it'll save you. It'll, it'll give you wisdom, give you knowledge, give you understanding, give you things to sustain you. It'll, it won't be just uh, words that you've memorized in your head, but you live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And, and so it's not just so I can uh, quote chapter and verse. Don't, don't get hung up on that. Don't get, well, I... Well, I, I, I can remember some scriptures, but I just can't quote the chapter or the verse. Okay. I never even read in Paul's letters where he quoted chapter and verse. He would just make a reference. It'd be a quarter of a scripture, you know. But he said, as it's written in the prophets. Which one? He just said to probably didn't even give the name sometimes, just written in the prophets. Right. Right. So, wow, really? So one day you're reading through the Old Testament, you say, I think I read that somewhere. When you realize that's, oh, Paul wrote that back way over there. You know, uh, uh, Peter on the day of Pentecost, this is that. It was spoken by the prophet Joel. He didn't say, in Joel chapter 2, uh, y'all get your scrolls out and turn to Joel, scroll to Joel, whatever. You know, it, 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 uh, it, hey, can y'all get that on a sign back there? Somebody can type that out on some leather or something and hang it up for me. You know, uh, he just said, this is that, spoken by the prophet Joel. Amen. We've heard this and heard this, and ought to be in our heart, and we ought to recognize it because, uh, you know, it was more than just in our head, but we were waiting for this to happen. Right. And that's the thing, is, it, is when I come to church, I see people worshiping and praising God, and I was like, oh, something's about to happen because I know that God inhabits the praises of his people. Yeah. And I know that when people begin to preach, I say, oh, somebody's going to get it today because God chose the foolishness of preaching to save people. And, and I believe what the word says. Yes, yes, yes. I have tasted and seen. I have found God. Yes. I have found him. But it, friend, I, I still, it, once you find him, he can get elusive. You got to keep seeking. Because people that have known him for years God, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, even, even, even prophets like Elijah run and hide sometimes. And the Lord has to drop in and say, Elijah, what are you doing here? Why are you in this cave? You know, well, you know, you, 
all, I, all we just accomplished a few moments ago, and, and, and you let Jezebel just frighten you with her words, and you forget who you serve, you forget who you found. I found him when I sought him, but I had to seek him with all of my heart. That's how I had to seek him. It can't be just, you know, well, maybe I'll run up on him. Oh, no, it, 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 it's got to be a deliberate, determined, intentional Amen. part of our life. Amen. In Psalm 63, uh, in verse 1, Oh God, thou art my God. Yes. Early will I seek thee. Now that's, that's something. You know, early, it, it, he didn't give an hour. He didn't say 3 a.m., 4 a.m. He just said early. To me, early, is, you know, there's no saying the early bird gets the worm. Keep your worms. I don't care about it. But he's just saying the one that starts out, gets up, gets with it. And so if you can, you know, early in your day, talk to God. Early in your day, before, before the world has a chance to slap you in the face and before you get to that job you don't really care about, before you go to school where you hate that professor, before you get in that traffic that makes you want to just say things you shouldn't say, and you know, before, before all that happens, oh God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for the Holy Ghost that lives inside of me. Thank you for loving me when I'm just a mess. And, and God, lead me today. Guide me today. And pop that Bible open and read four or five scriptures. What are you saying to me right here, God? And, and just early will I seek thee because my soul is thirsty. You see what you say? It's not, not a physical. My soul, there's something inside my soul. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longs for you in this dry and thirsty land where no water is. In other words, there's nothing here to satisfy me. I need you. I want to see your power and your glory so as I have seen in the sanctuary. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name and my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Man, I'm telling you, there's something that happens when you find him. Yeah. And that's what this psalmist is writing. He's telling, he, said, he said, oh God, I'm going to seek you early, and things are only going to get better and better and better. Wow. Yeah, you know, uh, you might get javelins thrown at you like David did, but he said, my soul will be satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> the, the king might be chasing me, but my soul is satisfied. People might be lying on me, but my soul is satisfied. The doctor gave me a bad report, but my soul is satisfied because I found him. I found the pearl of great price. I found what I was looking for. You will find him. Listen to me. You'll find him if you really seek him. Don't, don't, don't get discouraged and be upset because you see somebody else that's found him. Yeah, I, back in, if you ever read any history and you read about like the, uh, the way people were about land and about gold and silver and things in those days, that there would be people that, you know, uh, seeking, they, they, they found a place and they think, well, there's a little bit of gold here. They're panning for gold. They're seeking gold and they've been there for a while and they're seeking and, and somebody comes in and, and they start seeking and they all of a sudden they're like, woo, 
Woo! I struck it rich. And, and that other person's like, pow! I'm going to, but you know what? You know, I'm going to take their claim and I'm going to get their gold. And, but you know, that gold will run out. And you can't, you, you're mad because somebody else found it. I, I'm looking for it. And I don't, I'm greedy. I don't want to ask. But you can't be like that with God. And you see somebody and they're shouting and rejoicing and worshiping and praising God. And you're like, my days stunk. My car broke down and, and I lost my job and my dog bit me. And I'm just upset. And, it's, and there they are just praising God. And they found him. But you can't be mad at them because they found him. Because, because the, the, uh, yeah, find him yourself and, and, and don't be upset with them. Look at them just always shouting. But let me tell you, when you find God, you will shout. You'll shout through tears. You'll shout through heartache. You'll shout through disappointments. Man, let me tell you, you'll be brokenhearted and still praising God. You know that? You, do you know you can do that? You know that your heart can be crushed and you can still say, Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. You know, because it, my, once I find him, man, he's the balm for that broken heart. Uh, he's the healer and the savior and the deliverer. And the, the fulfillment has come in the finding. Let me tell you, I, I don't know how anyone serves God without finding him. And I sure don't know how anybody would pastor if they've never found him. Because you need it in, in any kind of ministry, in any, but any kind of walk. I mean, you, you got to find him. It's all about him. In the Song of Solomon, don't get worried. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to get to none of that. Your neck like a goblet or your none of stuff. Uh, we ain't talking about them ivory towers or nothing like that. This Song of Solomon 3, uh, chapter, uh, verse 1. By night on my bed, I sought him. Who my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. I will rise now. If I wasn't here, I'm going somewhere. I will rise now and go about the city and the streets and the broadways. I will seek him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. That's the two places. So the watchmen that go about the city found me, and to whom I said, Saw you him? Have you seen the one that my soul loves? And it was but a little that I passed from them. But I found him whom my soul loveth. I held him and would not let go until I had brought him into my mother's house, into the chamber of her that conceived me. And, and so she said, you know, I saw here, didn't, I didn't find what I was looking for. So here, went out, started seeking, not yet, but I'm headed in the right direction. And I found that watchman. And maybe they pointed her in the right direction because it was just a little that I passed from them. You know, sometimes there's a watchman on the wall. God has given us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachings for the perfecting of the saints. And so sometimes it's that watchman that points you in the right direction. It's that man preaching the word of God and saying, you need to get here, you need to fast, you need to pray, you need to seek, you need to live, you need to change, you need to repent, whatever it is. But, but God, I'm pointing you in the right direction. And then what, just a little while I found him. And then I held him and I would not let him go. I found the one 
that my soul loves. And I know we, we, we read that at weddings and things like that, and it's real sweet and everything, and, and you ought to hold on to that, that dear one as long as you can. I got you, baby. I'm never letting go. But I'm talking about the Lord. I found, when I found him, let me tell you, it's been 30 years, better than 30 years now. And I've had good days and I've had bad days and I've been disappointed and I've made a mess and I've made mistakes, but I have never one time wanted to leave the one that my soul loves. And I have never wanted him to leave me. Oh, th listen, I don't care what kind of mess I am. I don't want to be without God. It was a search I had to seek I mean, to find him. And now that I find him, I'm never going to let him go. I'm going to hold on to him. I'm going to, I'm going to bring him home. I'm going to, I'm going to, he's going to be part of my life from now on. Mistakes don't mean he's not part of your life. You know that? He's the one that we've got to be seeking. And I, I know I, I, I'm getting ready to... to to close up here, honey, you can come on up. I, I didn't even get I didn't even get off the first page. That's all right. But this is the way the Lord wanted it. But Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter six, let us know what's important. In Matthew six and twenty four, he said, No man can serve two masters. For he will hate one and love the other or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't do it. That's double-minded. Makes you unstable in all your ways. That's half-hearted because you got to split up your time. And God said, it's going to take your whole heart to find me. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you'll eat, drink, for your body, what you'll put on is not life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air. They sow not, they don't reap, don't gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Hear me. Which one of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? Why take you thought for the raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toll not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. So they're seeking the wrong thing. What, what will we eat? What will we drink? What, what, you know, those things, yeah. Well, I got to have food. I got to have shelter. I got to, you know, I got to have clothing. Okay, yeah. But when that consumes you, he said, look, your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. He's not against those things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you the Lord said even here seek me first seek my kingdom first seek the things of my kingdom first everything else will fall in place you'll find me and you'll find what you're looking for let's stand together this morning and let's just lift our hands and receive this word this morning
make a decision in our life that the more half-hearted seeking or searching, we're going to seek the Lord with our whole heart, with all that's in us. Lord, we love you and praise you and thank you. God, that you have made yourself accessible to us. And if we would turn to you and serve you and seek you with our heart and our soul and our strength, God, that there's a promise in your word and your promises are yea and amen that we will find you. And Lord, I believe that when we find you, the parable will be true. Like a man that found the treasure in a field, it'll supply all of our need. The man that found the pearl of great price, it'll supply all of our need. But God, let a determination fall on us today that we will seek you with all of our heart. No more half-hearted living for you, God. No more just wandering around hoping we fall backwards into it. But Lord, we're going to seek you and find you as your word is said. God, let your word not return void unto you today but let it accomplish what it has set out to do. And God, we're going to praise you for it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand.